0: Hard work pays off and it brings out more and more. The harder you work in a way, the more passionate you become about what you're doing, I think.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Hetty Holmes and you're listening to Hacking Happiness with Dose, the podcast that explores what makes us feel good to get those happy hormones firing. We are almost at the end of season four, and we just want to thank all of our listeners for all your support. To keep us going, we'd really appreciate it if you could rate, review, and subscribe. And just let us know how we're doing so we can keep bringing you amazing guests and stories. My next guest is beauty industry veteran and serial entrepreneur, Gail Federici one of the founding members of John Frieda, who created the iconic Frizz Ease, a brand which she and Frieda sold in 2002 for a mind-boggling 450 million. After a dalliance in the music industry, she put her mind back into hair care to tackle grey roots, and the award-winning Color Wow was born, a brand beloved by celebrity hairstylists including the stylists to lo and Kim Kardashian. All of this while bringing up twins, a true Wonder Woman. I hope you enjoy. Thank you so much for joining us on the day's podcast. It's an honor My to pleasure. have My um, pleasure. So you. we always kick off the podcast by talking about career and motivation and drive. So I thought it'd be good to go back to the beginning of your career and, um, and discuss your transition from studying law into yes. hair business. So how did that all come about?
0: Well, I, um, I was working for a company that was a hair care company mm. and I, felt like I don't I didn't know whether that's what I wanted to do or not. And I really love the law and I like reading about cases. And so and I was reading a lot of different books about different cases and there was a law school that just got accredited near me. And my father went to law school, my brother went to law school, my aunt was one of the first female lawyers in New Jersey. So it's sort of in the blood a little bit and I thought maybe I'll go to night school while I'm working for this company. Uh, It was called Zotos, and it was a uh, company that made products for the trade. Back in the day, it was mostly perms. And I started going four days a week at night after I was working to law school for three years. It's four years at night. And in the third year, I was traveling a lot for the company that I was working for, and you were only allowed five absences. And... I was missing more. And so um, one of the professors called me and said, you have to make a decision because he was going to flunk me if I kept doing it just, and my grades were, I mean, it was just accredited. It wasn't the most difficult law school. So my grades were really good. But um, I thought, you know, I had progressed in the company over those three years. I really liked what I was doing. And I thought, you know what? I do like law school, but do I want to really be doing this? I, I like learning. You know, I think that's what it is. I like learning. But I felt like the job that I was doing and learning business and being in hair care and doing photo shoots was more me. Mm. And so I stopped law school with a year at night to go and thought, I can always go back. But The rest is history. I got back. (laughs) Thank God. Thank God you didn't do (laughs) that. So
1: you've been quoted saying I had to figure out hair from an early age because mine was so difficult, Um, and all the girls would line up outside your dorm room for you to do their hair. So you tell me a little bit about that.
0: So when I was 13 years old, I had stick straight hair. Yeah. Until I was 13, and then it just completely changed to being very frizzy, really dry. Wavy, but not that you could leave it like that. So I had to learn how to deal with it or look bizarre, really. And I did everything from back in the day to ironing the hair to putting big orange juice cans as rollers and wrapping it around my head and, you know, learning how to do a really good blow dry. So when I went off to college, people knew that I could do my hair because they would see me and before any kind of formal. They literally would line up and have pictures to show me of how they wanted their hair. So I was like the last person to get their hair done. I yeah. probably looked afraid. They hopefully looked okay. So.
1: Amazing. So this yeah. all gave the way for your fast amazing gig, which is that Don Frieda, which is a pretty amazing company. And you, you co-founded John Frieda, is that right? Yes. So tell yeah. me a little bit about your journey. Because obviously you're known for for the Frizzies product, which I think is it two are sold every minute or something? It's crazy how many It was
0: times. back in the day. It was like one every minute, I think. Wow. That's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I don't know what it is now, but um yeah, it was interesting because people say what are defining moments? Mm. And with the Frizzies, it was more recently. I mean, we won obviously a lot of awards and I was like thrilled about everything, but oh um, Oh God, I can't think of her name now, but she's uh, Obama's, one of the people on, on Obama's team, mm. uh, Master Monaco. I can't think of her first name. Her last name's Master Monaco. She, she wrote a book and in the book, she showed the checklist of things that she would make sure she had when she was traveling because she led such a frantic life. It was mm. a huge long list. And one of the items on her list was frizzies, wow. <laughs> which was amazing to see it in the book. You know, it, yeah. was, it was just like a moment. That I had, but yeah, I um I met John when I was working at Zotos yeah, where I was also going to law school. and we um I invited him to be the guest artist at a conference that we were having for about five hundred hairdressers in Milan. Mm. And someone had given me his name. I checked out his work, and I thought, he seems great. we We um met for the first time in a salon at Alford Street he then proceeded to co- join us in the lawn and i worked with him for that week and i had my twins then that were 3 wow. <clears throat> and i was always thinking about ways to make more money you know because one of my twins was born with congenital heart disease mm-hmm. and i always wanted to make sure that i had enough money that whatever she needed from a medical standpoint she could have without Any worries. So I was constantly thinking, and my husband also was working, but he's more of a musician at heart. So I kind of felt really that, you know, it was not totally up to me, but in a way I had to get really serious. Yeah. And when I met John, I was always thinking about where are the opportunities, you know, what could I, you know, I do, what's presenting itself before me. And as I was talking to him, I remember in Milan he was talking to me about hair as he does and he's so um, he was so passionate about it Mm. and I started thinking and he was talking about the type of hair he was doing in his salons which was at the time much more styling than we had in the US Mm. we really weren't into fully this styling mode Uh, and so I thought you know what John maybe we could do a book and videos together for the trade, for the company that I work for. Mm. And you could sort of be the king of styling, like Vidal Sassoon was the king of cutting. Mm. And you could be sort of the next wave of what is happening in Mm. hair. And that's kind of with that idea, how we started to work together. Mm. And then sort of, um, he'd call from time to time, I was still working at Zotos with ideas. And he had some products of his own, and he needed a business partner. And I was planning to leave where I was and start an advertising agency with my friend Ann Bell. Mm. And we just decided we know hair. We think he's very marketable. He's articulate. He knows what he's doing. You know, this seems like the right move to make to work with him on his products. But I had the idea for frizzies Mm. because I was always up in the lab at Zotos with the chemists talking about products and trying to figure out how to uh, sell them to the audience and what what's so different and important about them. Anyway, I was reading about ingredients, was reading about silicones and thinking that, I wonder if that could be like a top coat of nail polish on the hair and keep my cuticle flat. I wonder if that would work. So when John said, I've got a handful of products, I'd love for you to work with me on those, um, Would you consider? I need a partner because I'm working in the studios all the time. I've got salons. I need somebody to do this with me. Mm. So I thought, okay, but I've got this idea for a frizz product and there's nothing in the market. Would you be okay if I worked on this with some chemists over there? He said, absolutely. And then Ann Bell, my friend, and I left the company that we were working for, flew over with my twins. Wow. And a nanny, our husband stayed behind, it was a big decision. And um, we started the company in the basement of John's Salon. Wow, in like eighty nine, nineteen eighty nine. N- 1989.
1: Wow, that's amazing. But you can juggle family and career like that, it's so inspirational to a lot of people, I'm sure. Um, but so, how has the hair care kind of industry changed since then? Because obviously, the Frizzies product went bananas, didn't it? I mean, it had some cult followers like Nicole Kidman, I believe, and like Lively, many, many more. Um, so yeah, since then, obviously, you've, you've gone on to create Color Wow, but how how did the industry change in between?
0: It's so much. It's like a completely different landscape right now. The way we do business now with Color Wow is night and day, you know, than the John the John Frieda days, because a lot of it has to do with the, the digital side right now. Yeah. Websites, influencers, just... Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everything, you know, that you have to participate in. And the content creation, which we did one shoot a year for print and TV. Yeah. And in the beginning for seven years, it was just pretty much print. And it would be one shoot. We would cost a lot of money, but that would be good for a year to a year and a half. Yeah. That's it. And now you have to create content all the time. Mm. So we have copywriters and people handling social media that we never had before, a videographer, people that are editing, you know, it's just a lot more people to do the content creative side than we had to have before. Plus the marketplace is different. Um, We're not in the mass like we were, but Mm. if we were, it's so consolidated. There's like Maybe three big players. were in the states we had over a hundred accounts. Yeah, you know, so they've been all gobbled up. It's just a, such a different world. Yeah, it's a different world. Yeah.
1: So t- tell me about that transition from John Frieda to Color Wow, because you—you obviously was there many years in between, or yeah, there
0: was, yeah, because we kind of non-compete, right? Yeah. So we went into the music business, which is another whole long story. <laughs> is that because of your husband? But, oh. Kind of, and my daughters, we put in um the sheer blonde ads. Okay. As a, just as a, it was a fluke really, and it became so huge, um, because we could cut their hair. They weren't models, so Sally Hirschberger cut their hair into these really great haircuts, and they went crazy. And because a model, we would be looking like every other ad with long, blonde hair for sheer blonde, and so we were. The girls were lucky that they photograph well and we could cut their hair. So Sally cut the hair. We had these ads that went just crazy and we did a commercial with them where they were singing in it. We made a music visit video back in the day of MTV when everybody was watching MTV.
1: Yeah.
0: And so, and it went really crazy. I mean, they were followed everywhere. People were singing our theme song. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it was like a really fun And it really was successful. So because of that, there was a lot of interest in the girls. And so when we sold, we thought, I don't know, maybe we love music, all of us. Maybe we should go into the music business in the interim. And John Frieda's brother, Nigel, had a building um, called Matrix in um, London. And he had lots of different studios in there. Mm-hmm. And he gave us an office in there, and we did that for a while.
1: Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah,
0: we did signed Tayo they- Cruz
1: amazing! You know, Ty- yeah, yeah. Do they still love to sing now, your girls, or was it a bit of a, a fun hobby? They
0: love it. No, they do love it. They like to write and they wrote lots of songs, and, and you know, it was a great experience for them. Um, because they were lucky enough to work with people like Tricky Stewart, who wrote Baby for, um for Justin Bieber and umbrella for Rihanna and single ladies. So they were such incredible, incredible talents, you know, that it was an amazing experience really for all of us mm. to be there in Atlanta when the music was just coming out and everybody knew what the top songs were. So it was, it was a good experience, but not for me really. Cause <laughs> I made a lot of idiotic decisions. Um, then, uh, so. But anyway, so we wound up back in here again, where we belong. So how did this story for
1: Color will wow come about? Cause you've got an amazing stylist as an ambassador for you who does like Jane. Oh no my Fair God.
0: Yes, James Chris, Chris yeah. Appleton. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. He is amazing. It was because when we were in the, um, music business, I just was noticing, like, I have major hair problems. My hair is really frizzy, but I didn't get gray hair early. You know, I, it's just not my brother and I don't really have a lot of gray. But my si- two other sisters who have a way better hair than I do and are way younger, they have, they had a lot of gray and I'm looking at them and going, why aren't you doing something about that? Like, why aren't you covering that? And they said, there's really nothing out there. I said, you've got to be kidding me. It's such a huge problem. They said, no, there are these markers that are horrible to use, sprays that go all over the place. And I thought, well, that seems nuts to me. Maybe Mm. we could figure that out because I really do love to come up with solutions for problems that women have, Mm. you know, I mean, they're sort of superficial, it's hair problems, but if you look better and if it's easier and faster for you to do your hair and you look better, Mm. it's just a little, a nice little extra little gift to have, you know, because I just struggled and spent so many hours trying to get my hair. I don't want to have to do that. And I wouldn't wish it on anybody. Um, And so I thought, I I remembered working with a stylist who had used uh, an eyeshadow Mm -hmm. to darken roots on on a blonde wig, but it blew all over the place when we hit it with the fan. Mm -hmm. I said, I wonder if there's a way to make a powder stick because you could be so precise Mm -hmm. and it's so quick and it's not messy. It doesn't wet your hair. You're not spraying it. You can have lots of different colors in it, so it's not such a solid look and three years it took a long time three years later we came up with the root cover-up color wild root cover-up so
1: that's amazing and then what
0: yeah no no just
1: saying you because you've won so many awards haven't you for your range of products like
0: yes i mean i think it's like over 70 awards right now it's we have such a good team though a lot of the original john Frieda team our chemist is the same that we've always had yeah um and we have a lot of the same people And a lot more than are amazing. Amazing. I I feel really so lucky to have the team that I have in the UK and in the U S right now. Yeah. I think there's so, and it matters, you know, it's like never up. I know it sounds so trite, but it really so much matters because I've been through where the team isn't so great. Mm. And when we've got the right people and what a difference.
1: Yeah. Are there any real like standout products in the range that just do exceptionally well, like your frizzies equivalent?
0: Yeah, totally. The root cover up does, and the dream coat, yeah, which has that. I think that's surpassed frizzies actually in how many is sold, and um, the dream filter, which is very very popular in England and especially Ireland because it um, it looks like you really uh, bleached your hair after you use it, and it's a three minute metal remover really from hard water. Mm. And you don't really realize how different your hair looks when you get the metals from tap water off your hair. It mm-hmm. is night and day. It's shocking. So yeah. we do it live a lot of times and that's gone crazy as well. So yeah. amazing. So going go back to
1: it. relationships, you, you touched on the fact that you you took your three year old twins out with you to John Frieda. And you've conquered like the beauty business and the care business. Cause under Federici brands, I noticed you have a beauty brand as well. Is that right?
0: We have time bomb. Yes, skincare. Time bomb.
1: Yeah. So like you've done all of this while juggling twins. So just how, how do you do it? Like, how do you, how do you stay balanced and focused?
0: You know, a lot of people ask me that, and I feel like obviously I have help. Mm. So, I mean, finding somebody to help with, um, your kids. Is so critical because people have had such terrible experiences. So finding the right person is really helpful. And then I feel, you know, you're I'm kind of, particularly in the beginning, judging myself in that: am I devoting enough time to work when I'm with my kids? And when I'm with my kids, I'm thinking that oh my god, I should be taking care of this. I should be taking care of that. And I think what then naturally happens: you can't. You have to. You can't beat yourself up. You can only do so much. Mm. And you, I think innately know when your children really need you, Mm. then they're first always, you know, and there are times when they're going along fine, but there are certain times when they, you know, that they need more of you, Mm. you know, and you really need to spend a lot more time. And so I just did that. Like my daughter with congenital heart disease, Mm. you know, she had had two open heart surgeries Mm. and you know, when you're working for yourself, you have that luxury of taking off as much time as you want mm-hmm. and yes do you worry about the business you do but you have to know what what your priorities are and obviously your family comes first but when everything is going along fine in the family if you're having a business crisis i feel okay to devote the time on it for the most part so mm-hmm. it's just a matter of sometimes one gets more attention than the other Mm. And you just have to be okay with letting the one go because you can't be perfect to both, you know, because when I worked before I had the kids and I wasn't even working for myself, I put so many hours in to somebody else's company. Mm. And then in my own company, when I had the kids, I definitely worked less hours. Mm. Definitely. And I was thinking, oh my God, I put more hours in when it was somebody else's than I'm doing, but it works out. You know, Mm -hmm. it works out. You just have to pay attention to what really matters in both cases, I think.
1: Yeah, and going with your instinct in whatever moment you're in. Yeah. Yeah. So how important is it for your daughters to see you working really hard?
0: I think it is really important. I do because I always wanted for my girls to be independent Mm. and not have to rely on somebody else. And I also wanted them to be able to follow whatever their passion was. Mm. And I do get a lot of joy out of working. I always have. Mm. I also get a lot of anxiety at times or, you know, uh, aggravation too. Mm. But overall, I wouldn't still be doing it right now if I did not like it. Mm. And I wanted them to just uh, be independent and do something that made them want to get up every morning. And of course, I've got one daughter that isn't working full-time, she has two kids who want her to get up, you know, she wants to get up with them every morning, and they're her joy at the moment, Mm -hmm. she um, is also working with her husband in a startup, Mm -hmm. but most of her attention right now is on her girls, and she will then go on, she's already looking into um, grad school, Mm -hmm. but, um, and my other daughter is married, no kids, and works with me now, Amazing. So, yeah. yeah, that was actually my
1: next question. Like, uh, did they get involved much in the business? Obviously, in the early days with sheer blonde, very much so. Yeah.
0: Of,
1: <laughs> yeah. And did, so did both of them want to get involved or was it just the one that, that wanted to?
0: No, actually, neither one of them wanted to get involved even at all. But they always were because I would give them products to test. Yeah. They're also really good. They have good hair, so they don't have a lot of issues, but they're really good testers of product. Mm. So they've always been testing products forever. So yeah. they both help in that way. Now, um, Britt is in charge of a lot of the strategy for the digital side of the business. Mm. So she um, reaches out to a lot of different people, stylists, uh, influencers. Uh, she runs our um, Instagram stories and our Instagram feed. Mm. uh she just gets involved in lots of photo shoots and she creates a lot of content herself and sometimes um that's Britt, and sometimes alex will do content for us too yeah we both obviously know the products inside and out so it's easy for them to talk about them yeah that's that's Um, very
1: handy Um, yes very what's your favorite way to spend
0: time with them when you're not working well back before the lockdown i loved traveling with them Yeah, you know I absolutely love traveling them but now um it's just even at dinner when we're all talking because we're all separate doing our own thing in the house yeah and honestly even though we're all living together during the day we don't see much of each other so now it's more at dinner time and Netflix nice yeah
1: yeah so do you do this like virtually or are you actually all in a house together did you say
0: Everybody cool. is in the house. That's so, so nice. So they're all in lockdown together. That's lovely. They're all in lockdown because my daughter with the um, heart issues, yeah. she couldn't stay in New York or she lived in New York and um, her doctors wanted her out. Yeah. So she came in with her husband, two kids and a nanny who lives with us and doesn't leave.
1: Yeah.
0: And then my other daughter is, has been here too, but her husband couldn't come. Now he's in with us. He had the virus right and he's had a couple of negative tests and has been in quarantine and now he's in with us so it's a full house so.
1: oh that's so lovely actually both my yeah. sisters have done the same they moved back from london to be with my uh, my parents because i'm actually quite near them anyway so we're all we've all been in oh that's past. nice it's lovely yeah, yeah. It's actually a lot of perks come out of this horrible situation in that way you get to spend a lot more time together if you're fortunate totally. you to be like us and and all we'll be together
0: so yeah that's really true yeah
1: So any advice to budding entrepreneurs out there that want to balance kind of career success with a family?
0: Um, I really think for me, it was when I accepted that I am not going to be the same as a mother that is 24 seven with their kids. You just have to accept that you have some limitations, but there is good in both. However you choose to live your life, if you choose not to work, There's a lot of positive things about being the only one Mm. there with your kids. But, you know, I also feel, and I feel for my girls, I really wanted them to be able to do both. And I think you can, I feel like I am such proof of it because I had twins. I had one that I was, you know, always worried about when she was going to have to have her surgery. And, you know, there's, a lot of angst that comes with it, but no pain, no gain, kind of. And life is not easy. That's like, there's this book that's sold, I don't more copies than the Bible or something um, called The Road Let's Travel. And the first line in that book is, life is difficult, the first line. And it is, I mean, I'm not complaining at all because my life compared to so many people in the world is a breeze, but we all have issues. Mm. And I just feel you have to just be, positive, you know, and I know that's like, everybody says it, but it is so true and throw yourself into something and then you succeed. The more you work at something, that expression, the harder you work, the luckier you get, Mm. you know, and it's true. It's, it's not luck. It's like, you need a little bit of luck, I would say, but hard work pays off and it brings out more and more, the harder you work in a way, the more passionate you become about what you're doing, I think.
1: Yeah. So thinking about exercising. So during lockdown, obviously we're a bit more restricted, but normally how do you like to work out? Are you like a yoga fan or do you like to run?
0: I don't even want to talk to you girls because you are the (laughs) exercise pros and you are so good about everything. I should be talking to you about balance. Um, I was horrendous in the beginning of the lockdown. Absolutely did zero for two and a half months because Working remotely for us was a huge challenge. The digital side of the business went crazy Mm. and all of us have never worked more hours. I mean, literally, we couldn't even get enough hours in. It was very little sleep and constant work for I'd say about 10 weeks. Mm. Uh, It's eased off a bit, but it's still crazy. It's crazy, but I am now, I do virtual trainer twice a week and and then I do, I'm not so great. I do walks maybe two miles about four other days.
1: Yeah. yeah. Do you have dogs in your family? Do they get you out and about? We have
0: two little dogs, but they can't no. take the hills. <laughs> it's hilly around here and there.
1: They wind up being carried. Yeah. Um, and so when are you at your happiest then when you're obviously with your
0: family? Presumably. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 And, and, and I think when I'm traveling with them, you know we've had such great times traveling together and learning and you know seeing new things it's I love that time with them yeah which we can't do right now but
1: yeah <laughs> the thinking about like kind of self-care practices and things like are there any things that you put in place to help you wind down when you're feeling stressed like do you do you use those kind of sleep sprays or do you have a, like an aromatherapy kind of ritual
0: um when I'm feeling really stressed I try to meditate. I'm not great at it, but I do find that that makes a difference. I know that exercise is really good for you, so I will go outside more yeah. and um, walk, jog, and then I put on very up music. If I'm down, I don't like to. St- I know I have friends that when they're feeling low, they mm. like to have music that, you know, is more of a ballad, more, you know, angsty kind of music. And I don't, I like to put on happy, happy music and get try to get myself, I hate the feeling of, I try to get out of that space as yeah. fast as I can. Yeah, And a margarita now and then. I am not at all a drinker, <laughs> but I heard that the sales of alcohol during lockdown have shot through the ceiling. Yeah. And I totally get it because I really barely ever had anything. Not that I have a lot now, but for me to be having you know, wine every night or a margarita now and then is like shocking. So I can't imagine people who are. So
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I relax sometimes now that way.
1: Yeah. We just need a little lift, don't you? Like you said, it's Groundhog Day. You need something like. It's Groundhog good. Day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm so actually... we have
0: taco night with margaritas and pretending oh. we're out somewhere. So nice. And
1: play, you know, that kind of music. So, yeah. What What is your go-to track at the moment? Have you got
0: anyone particular on your playlist? You know, I like. Louis Capaldi I just love his voice
1: yeah
0: I like I know this is going to sound crazy but I like some of the Jonas Brothers stuff yeah I like I'm not such a big fan of Taylor Swift but I kind of like her new song um I'm just trying the... to think if there's something I in general I just heard Bruno Mars again the other day and I thought when is he going to come out with something new because I love him
1: yeah I know he's very so happy he's uplifting he's so yeah. happy yeah yeah that's, yeah. What, it is. Yeah. that's yeah.
0: what I love his songs yeah. and the jonas brothers are kind of happy so mm. some of their songs i like and taylor swift's new song is also kind of happy yeah um
1: so if you ever like suffer from anxiety or the blues like what helps you to cope to do, do you get that often feelings of anxiety
0: um yeah i do and i it's again it's more i don't get it that much mm. but it's more meditation or or that's when i will start like going beyond just a fast walk to starting to jog, to try to get, you know, playing the music in my, um, phones and just, uh, going for it. Or I just sink myself into a book. I really like to read and I escape I really feel like I'm in the book. I love to read. So a book or Netflix also.
1: Yeah. And I think reading is so good for the soul, isn't it? Just to turn the mind off. Cause it really, I love it. Yeah. Are there any particular books you're reading at the moment that you recommend?
0: Um, I haven't read during this whole time really that much. The last one book that I read, I think that I really liked was, um, and it's not that recent, was the Nike um, Phil Knight. Oh, Shoe Dog. That wasn't the last one. Shoe Dog.
1: Yeah, it was on my list actually. Shara read that recently and absolutely loved it. Yeah,
0: it's so good. I don't think that was the last book. I'm trying to think. I don't know, usually I have them all around here. It may like, have been one on yeah. You like entrepreneur stories of like I love them. Yeah. Or yeah. I like Churchill. I read yeah. this big three volume set on Churchill. I like to read or Teddy Roosevelt or some of our presidents that were amazing. Yeah. Um people that I think, oh my God, I wish I could or that I can learn from, or that are fearless. I have a lot of Navy SEAL. It was a Navy SEAL book that I read last, actually. It wasn't the shoe dog thing. That was a while ago. Um, Yeah, it was some Navy SEAL books that I got a few of them because they are so the opposite of me. They are just you know, so fearless. And Mm -hmm. from an exercise standpoint, I'm trying to pick up these good habits and trying to fight through the pain. Yeah. Because I tend to think unless I have a trainer, I'm too easy on myself. Yeah. Far too easy. I
1: know. I unfortunately live with one. My husband's a personal trainer, which is, you'd think oh I'd be the God. fittest person in the world, but it, it doesn't actually work like that when you're married to one. <laughs> you just want to like eat ice cream and, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, on the topic of like diet and nutrition, you touched on your tacos and margaritas, but like, how do you eat generally? Are you like to follow any kind of regime or anything like that? Or just try and be balanced and-
0: I think I'm pretty, I don't eat a lot of meat. Mm -hmm. I mean, once in a while I'll have something, but I just don't even like it that much. So I don't eat much meat. I stick to pretty much chicken, um, fish. Some nights it's just vegetables and um, like in a curry, something like that. I tend to not um, eat that badly. Just, you know, naturally I think I've never, I have my days where I have to have ice cream though. Yeah, I have to say I have to have ice cream and I'll have to have a pizza or something, but
1: yeah, definitely. I'm not too strict
0: about it. I think, you know, I'm mm-hmm. kind of easy with the diet. I, I don't really eat that badly. Yeah.
1: Is there anything that you kind of swear by before a really important meeting or anything? Are you like a bit of a coffee junkie or anything like that?
0: Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, I live on that too much. Probably. I probably have a good three cups a day which is a lot i think
1: but people metabolize it in different ways don't they because if i had three i'd be like bouncing off the walls but i guess oh yeah, yeah. and i'm not yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah oh well girl it's been such a pleasure to have you on the dose podcast thank you for joining me oh thank today. you
0: thank you okay thank you so much i really loved it
1: If you have any questions about today's podcast, please drop us a line at hello at whateveryourdose.com.